Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Imagine you're on a John Deere mower with a smooth ride, intuitive controls, and attachments for every season. You just have to get in the seat. Learn more at johndeere.com slash get in the seat or visit a dealer near you. A podcast listener named Sue says, I get such a benefit from your easy to understand explanations. I'm 68 and work full time with no intention of retiring for many years. Since I have to pay additional income tax this year, I'm thinking about contributing to a traditional IRA to avoid it. How would that affect the requirement to withdraw money at age 72? And can you contribute to a traditional IRA after age 72? Uh, Another question came in from Dr. Sarah, who says, do you have any advice on the difference between a TIAA CREF pre-tax and a TIAA CREF Roth post-tax option for retirement contributions? Thank you so much for those excellent retirement account questions, Sue and Dr. Sarah. If you've been listening to the show for any length of time, you know I'm a fan of using retirement accounts because they come with tax advantages that make your money go further. The only downside is that you must follow some strict account rules. And while they may seem a little confusing at first, I'm going to cover nine of the most critical retirement account rules everyone should know, no matter if you're employed, self-employed, unemployed, or retired. And along the way, I'm going to answer Sue and Dr. Sarah's questions. Hey, friends, I'm Laura Adams, and I'm so glad you downloaded the show. If you're new here, I'm an award-winning personal finance author and have hosted Money Girl since 2008. I also work with select brands as an on-camera PR spokesperson, consumer advocate, voiceover talent, and multimedia creator. Here on Money Girl, my mission is to help you get the knowledge and the motivation to prioritize your finances. It's that simple. We're going to help you build wealth and have more security and less stress. So if you like what you hear, I would love for you to take a second to subscribe to the show and even better, leave a five-star rating or review. That's a really easy way to give back to the show if you're getting value from the free content that I love giving you here. I'd also encourage you to participate in the show by leaving a comment or a money question. You can do that by calling 302-364-0308 or send an email using my contact page at lauradadams.com. Today's episode is number 740 called Nine Retirement Account Rules Everyone Should Know. Let's get started. The first rule everyone should know is that you must have earned income 
to contribute to a retirement account. That includes workplace plans such as a 401k. It includes self-employed plans like a SEP IRA and individual retirement accounts or IRAs. You can put money in a tax-advantaged account if you have taxable compensation during the year, like a salary or any wages, tips, bonuses, commissions, or self-employment income. Note that I did not mention investment income. So if you're living solely on investment earnings, you're not qualified to add funds to a retirement account. Again, you've got to have some earned income to make that possible for using a retirement account. The amount you can contribute to an IRA equals your taxable compensation up to $6,000 or $7,000 if you're age 50 or older. So that's the rule for 2022. It could go up in the future. And what's really great about the retirement account rules is that even minors can start saving for retirement as soon as they get their first jobs. Maybe they get a part-time weekend gig or even full-time summer work. Other retirement accounts have higher annual limits than an IRA. For instance, for 2022, you can contribute up to $20,500 or up to $27,000 if you're over age 50 to a 401k or a 403b offered by an employer. All right, so I want you to make sure you understand that one, that, that first you've got to have earned income in order to contribute to a retirement account. The second rule is that spouses without earned income can have an IRA. So this rule is an exception to the first rule, and it's known as a spousal IRA. If you're married and you file a joint tax return and only one of you has annual compensation, the non-working spouse can still max out an IRA using your household income. For example, let's say you're a married stay-at-home parent under age 50, you can contribute up to $6,000 in an IRA, even if you have no job, no income, you know, you're only just staying home taking care of kids or you're unemployed. So let's say you're unemployed and over age 50, you could use your household income to contribute up to $7,000 in an IRA. Rule number three is that you cannot own a retirement account jointly. So this trips up a lot of people because tax-advantaged retirement accounts can only be owned by an individual, even when you're married. There's no such thing as a jointly owned IRA or a jointly owned 401k. Each retirement account owner must qualify to make contributions based on their situation, based on their income, except, of course, for that spousal IRA that I just covered. However, a minor's parents can make contributions on a child's behalf up to the allowable limits, but you can't deposit funds in someone else's retirement account if they don't qualify for it in the first place. So to make contributions for a child, that child has to have earned income. Again, it's either got to come from um, being employed or it could even come from self-employed income. Rule number four is that you can contribute to more than one retirement account. 
You can open up and contribute to as many tax-advantaged retirement accounts that you qualify for. They might include a traditional IRA, Roth IRA, workplace plans, and accounts for the self-employed, such as a solo 401k or a SEP IRA. However, your total contributions can't exceed the annual allowable limit for a type of account. For example, If you have at least $6,000 in earned income and are under age 50, you could contribute $2,000 to a traditional IRA and $4,000 to a Roth IRA in the same year, but you can't put $6,000 in both of those accounts. You can even max out an IRA and a retirement account at work in the same year. However, when you or a spouse have a workplace account, your tax deduction for a traditional IRA may get reduced or eliminated depending on your income. And I've podcasted more details about that in the past. So, you know, if you're interested in learning more, I have a link in the transcript for this show to a podcast called Can You Contribute to a 401k and an IRA in the same year? That goes into a bit more detail. Money Girl is sponsored by Claritin. If you're like me and you suffer from allergies, you know this time of year can be pretty rough. There's a lot of sneezing, itchy eyes, congestion, and they can really hold you back from living the life you want to live. Luckily, for those with allergies, you can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This is a product designed for serious allergy sufferers. It's got two ingredients in one pill that relieve allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combo of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant relieves all the symptoms that you suffer. And what I love about Claritin D is that it starts working in as little as 30 minutes. Plus, it's non-drowsy, so you can still make the most of your day. I can take Claritin D and then get on the mic and record a podcast without being too congested. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. The fifth rule is that contributions to a traditional retirement account are tax-deductible. Traditional or regular accounts, these are like traditional IRA, traditional 401k, they allow you to make pre-tax contributions. In other words, you don't pay tax on the money you contribute in the current year. Instead, taxes on your contributions and earnings get deferred until you make withdrawals in the future. And that's what Sue asked about. 
And Sue, I definitely recommend contributing to a traditional retirement account at work or a traditional IRA as a legitimate way to cut your taxes. Sue also asked how that would affect the requirement to withdraw money at age 72. And Sue, it doesn't change anything. You would still have to begin those RMDs from a IRA or a workplace retirement plan no later than April 1, following the year you turn 72. And just for background, your retirement RMD changes every year depending on your age, and it's uh, there's information in a table provided by the IRS. For example, an 80-year-old with $100,000 in an IRA at the end of last year would have to take out at least $4,950.50 this year, and that increases as you get older. Sue asked if you could contribute to a traditional IRA after age 72, and the answer is that you can make contributions for as long as you have earned income. So remember that investment income does not count for retirement account eligibility. So if you're retired and you're still earning um, you know, income from a job or self-employment, yes, you can continue making contributions. Number six is that contributions to Roth retirement accounts are not tax deductible. Roth workplace accounts and those for the self-employed and individuals require you to pay tax up front on contributions, so they're not tax deductible. However, both your contributions and earnings can be withdrawn completely tax-free in retirement, which is a fantastic benefit. Just like with a traditional IRA, you can make Roth IRA contributions at any age as long as you've got earned income. But unlike a traditional account or even a Roth at work, you never have required minimum distributions with a Roth IRA. That's pretty unique. So that means you can keep money in a Roth IRA as long as you like or pass it on to your heirs. And I just want to make sure you know that is not the case with a Roth at work. You do have to adhere to RMDs for workplace Roths, but Roth IRAs kind of have their own rules and you can just keep the money in there as long as you like. So let's go back to the question from Dr. Sarah about the difference between a TIAA CREF pre-tax and a TIAA CREF Roth post-tax option for retirement contributions. So first off, TIAA and CREF stand for Teachers Insurance and Annuity Association of America and College Retirement Equities Fund. This is an organization that was created a long time ago, back in the early 1900s, to provide a secure retirement income for teachers, employees of colleges, and other nonprofit organizations. So those retirement accounts that she's talking about are similar to a 401k or a 403b, but they function more like a pension plan, providing lifetime income for participants. So, Dr. Sarah, when you're choosing a pre- or a post-tax retirement option, there are a few considerations. One is whether your future tax liability will be higher or lower than it is today. If you believe your income will be higher or maybe even that the country's tax rate will go up by the time you retire, then it's better to pay a lower tax rate on less income now using a Roth. But if you believe the opposite, if you think your income or the tax rate in retirement will be lower than it is today, 
it's better to use a traditional retirement account and defer it. Also, maybe you need a tax break in the current year due to having a high household income. In that case, using a traditional account can be a great way to get tax deductions for those traditional contributions you make. And if you're unsure which direction to go, you can always just put half of your contributions in a traditional account and half in a Roth. Nothing wrong with that at all. Having some tax-free income from a Roth in retirement is a really valuable benefit. Okay, moving on to retirement rule seven is that you can't contribute to a Roth IRA if your income exceeds a limit. Since the benefits of a Roth IRA are so good, those with high incomes get excluded. Your contributions either get reduced or eliminated when your income exceeds annual thresholds. And those thresholds have been increasing over time. So the numbers I give you here may change in the future. But for 2022, single taxpayers can no longer make Roth IRA contributions when your modified adjusted gross income, or MAGI for short, is $144,000 or higher. Married people who file taxes jointly both get locked out when your household MAGI reaches $214,000 and above. However, it's not a problem if you previously contributed to a Roth IRA, but now you don't qualify because your income is higher. You can simply keep it and manage it and just allow that account to grow. You just can't make any new contributions. And if your income falls below the cutoff in the future, you can make Roth IRA contributions again. Retirement rule number eight is that you can withdraw Roth contributions penalty-free. In general, distributions from a retirement account before age 59 and a half are subject to both taxes and an additional 10% early withdrawal penalty. However, since you pay tax up front on Roth contributions, you can withdraw them penalty-free. But taking out Roth earnings before age 59 and a half and before the account is five years old would be subject to tax plus the additional 10% penalty. However, you avoid tax and a penalty when you satisfy that five-year waiting period if you spend a withdrawal on an exception. And there are a few. I'm going list, to uh, list them here. You can, if you spend them on a first-time home purchase up to $10,000, that's an exception. Education expenses, a birth or adoption, unreimbursed medical expenses, health insurance premiums if you're unemployed, and distributions made over time in what's known as substantially equal periodic payments. So those are all situations where you get to avoid that penalty. And lastly, number nine, is that you have extra time to make specific retirement account contributions. You have until April 15 or the next business day if it falls on a weekend, following the tax year to contribute to individual or self-employed retirement accounts like an IRA or a SEP IRA. For example, if you want to fund your IRA for 2022, you have until April 17, 2023. However, workplace retirement plans only allow contributions in the current year. Therefore, your final contribution to a 401k for 2022 must be on or before December 31st, 2022. 
Remember that it's up to you whether you want to contribute to a retirement account. If you don't make contributions, that's okay. Your account stays open indefinitely. But aiming to max out as many retirement accounts as you qualify for is the absolute best way to create a secure financial future. Before we go, I want to invite you to connect with me on Twitter. My handle is at Laura Adams, L-A-U-R-A-A-D-A-M-S, or Instagram, it's Laura D. Adams. And lauradadams.com is my personal website where you can use my contact page and learn more about my work, books, and money courses. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, here's to living a richer life. Money Girl is a quick and dirty tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Steve Rickyberg with editing by Adam Cecil. Our advertising operations specialist is Morgan Christensen. Our digital operations specialist is Holly Hutchins. Our marketing and publicity assistant is Davina Tomlin. And our intern is Brendan Pika. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean Every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. It's hard not to add a side of hot, crispy hash browns to your favorite McDonald's breakfast. It's even harder not to eat said hash browns before you get home. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.